0: Grand Rising everyone, Ellie coming to live, Spirit and Coffee, got my coffee here, yum. It has been a very long time since I have gotten on here, I just keep doing sporadic stuff. A lot has changed and transformed in my life, which is obviously why I haven't been on Spirit and Coffee. Um and really kind of developing this new phase in my life. And last time I talked about the death and rebirth. And sometimes it's really, really, really hard for us to let go of the things that we love. It's it's hard for us to transform or change or to let go or to recreate and reconstruct ourselves into something different, mold ourselves into something different. Um, and that is the challenge that we face as humans is change and transformation now the challenge is we get comfortable and we want to stay there and we don't know how to move forward or we don't know how to reinvent ourselves. we're afraid that if we do we're going to lose the things that we love and the people that care about us most and so it's hard for us to just say hey I'm going to let this go and that's that and it's over with um and so it's really hard but me I am transforming into a realer more authentic version of myself in my um, life, in my journey, in what I do for work um, and how I get a livelihood and all that stuff. Um, And so that's where I've pivoted. That doesn't mean that spirit and Coffee is not a part of who I am. It is, um, but something that needed to be put on Hold or pause and who knows where it's going to go it's something that i need to understand within myself how do i want to pivot or navigate spirit and coffee moving forward i don't know um but i'm here today because these deep insights that i have um th- it's kind of crazy because as i read right I, I try sometimes i'm reading 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 and taking in all this information and what happens in the brain um, is that your consciousness expands and as your consciousness expands hey christina you continue to get these um like epiphanies right all the neural circuitry in the brain starts to connect you start to see things in a different way well i get a lot of what people call today downloads or um insights or epiphanies and sometimes it's too much for me to process and too much for me to even hold as a person and so what do i do with this information well typically i would get on spirit and coffee and share it with you um, these deep insights now i didn't go over every single thing um and all the deep insights because some people will be like wait i don't get it right because it is my soul's code every individual has their own particular soul code that they have and when they start to listen to it um e- when you tell people you may not have the language to tell them exactly what it is that's going on with you you're not going to know you're not going to be able to say hey This is what's happening. This is what's going on. And, or if you do share, people may not understand, right? They may not be able to connect with you or understand exactly how you're expressing your soul or what you're seeing or the epiphanies you're having, even prophecies at times, or you have clairvoyance or whatever it is that's coming up for you. It's hard to express that to others that may not get it. Okay. Hello, Chris. So looking at that and looking at the soul's cold and and your imprint and what you have to offer into the world um, is critical now for me the great epiphany that i had this morning and reason why i got on here after being off for so long is because i started i'm really working with the idea of white supremacy now when i say that word people get triggered right there's a lot of um very very historical trauma around this particular concept um, and people have a lot of opinions and insights. Um, you say the word and they automatically put it towards skin color, which it is a result, but it's not the cause in, my, in what I'm doing in the research that I'm gonna be doing around this topic. Then I started to think about how we observe and how science became a big part of what this archetypal pattern um, was trying to express to us. But it left out the one of the most important things, and that's our own personal experience. Now, we can't have science without <laughs> without an observer, without a ex- person experiencing um, the phenomena of natural law. Natural law unfolds organically. Now, we as humans observe that. And, that, and through our observations, we have come to conclusions about how things operate now our conclusions are theoretical they're not real they're they're only a theory even science itself is a theory right if you look at science going back to the beginning right we had it all misconstrued and incorrect it wasn't right a long time ago right we at one point we thought we were the center of all the universe and then they said oh no we're not you know we're rotating around the sun and the sun became the center okay now I'm not gonna go back to historical because historically we knew that the earth went around the sun, okay? And and that's way, way back when, right? We even have depictions of that in ancient texts and all that stuff. What I'm talking about is that we had forgotten, the, our civilization had forgotten. We don't even know how the pyramids were made. I can go on and on and on. We don't, we still don't know. We have amnesia, something happened where we lost insight into these deeper understandings, these deeper secrets that we have no clue of but when we talk about science and you look at it you will have people who don't believe in a creator or don't believe in a god they believe science is the unfolding but we wouldn't have science without the experience so who's the observer experiencing right and what's behind that and that's really where our consciousness lies and that's why i am a practitioner of consciousness or spiritual alchemy um, and a practitioner of esoteric wisdom, because it is really us reshaping the way that natural law occurs out into the real world, okay? Now, when we talk about, and 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 when I was thinking about, you know, white supremacy, which is a very touchy topic for people, right, and thinking about it and talking to friends, and, you know, I'm actually gonna be getting my PhD and looking at this stuff, not from a space of, sociology, not from a space of political science, nothing like that, but from a space of consciousness. How did this archetypal pattern end up in the consciousness of humanity? Because it's here to express itself for some purpose. Well, what is that purpose? I have no clue. Do we have a clue? We know the result of what it has expressed. We know that in the expression of this um archetypal pattern of white patriarch right it is the glorified white ma- um, matri or patriarch male archetype not a person but people who look like that particular archetype tend to have privilege which is what we call white privilege and that's how so that's just the symptoms right what is the cause right where did it arise within the consciousness that we are experiencing this archetypal pattern throughout the world it is starting it's glorified throughout the world it's not just a phenomena that we see happening in the united states it has actually transpired everywhere almost there are very few cultures that still don't have this white supremacist complex now i mean everybody i'm not just talking about you know um certain people, everyone has been infected. It's almost like, I don't want to say a virus, but it could be like a virus or like um, a program that inserted itself into the subconscious, manifested in the consciousness, and now has transpired all over the world. But what is it trying to tell us, right? Is it like Agent Smith trying to just sabotage all of humanity? And we're just buying into it. Now, here's the deal. It could be masked as capitalism. And I think there's a perpetuating story within that. So for me to be able to express and talk about this, right. is not easy. It's not an easy topic. And I, and it's a lot of triggers for a lot of people. And so how do I heal? Because I'm a consciousness healer heal consciousness of a story or an archetype that has caused so much historical trauma, internal trauma, how do, we, how do we navigate that as a human race, a human species? Because nobody escapes that particular archetype. Nobody's going to. In fact, we're all suffering from it at this point. Even the privileged are going to suffer from it. Why? Because what it has done is separated our experience from science now science is a very masculine way of thinking right it's it's i don't want to say that we should have a both and right where we have intuition and science as one but we separated that right we said no it's separate that separation glorified right the white patriarch which is the white son or the white father now white why white because we've purified the color white White has become a color of purification. So, so it was natural that the people that particularly looked purified and were male were glorified. They were the ones who privileged. Now humanity, because of our fear or our need to want and our desires and our over consumption or greed or whatever it is internally, they leveraged that archetype for their own privilege. But that wasn't the cause of it. There's something deeper there. And until we as a human race understand this, we cannot heal these very, very deep, 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 deep traumas that it has caused so many people. You can see it almost like a spirit, right? Like a spirit that came to do something, tell us something, give us some insight or information. Now we get to choose how we want to move forward with it. People who have benefited from this particular structure don't want to give up the power. They're afraid to. Well, of course they are. They don't know what to expect. What is their greatest fear? Death. They're afraid that they're going to die. Okay. Um, let's see here. Spirit. These topics are my expertise. Brief on your podcast. Beyond One's Beliefs. Big Chief and Raccoon Weekly Monday. Oh, okay. So I also brief on three primary international podcasts: Netherlands, Canada, Australia. Awesome. I brief on your podcasts. Awesome. So, um, Beyond One's Beliefs. Okay let me see what you said here. I'll just read your comments real quick. Okay, awesome. So yeah, and you know, I'll go, uh, if you ever want to, you know, have a, a chat, you want to come on my podcast, that's fine. We could do that. Um, but these bigger topics, and I think it's important that we start talking about them as a human race. Why? Because here's the deal. It's going to impact all of humanity if we don't change. Here, and here's another deal. I believe in humanity. It's, trust me, it's been a hard, long road. I think I tell everybody this. Humans are, we're very, 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 very um, complex and self-righteous. And believe it or not, we are. And it's because we're a species that wants to survive. So at the end of the day, our survival becomes the most important thing. Now, people can say that's not true. I'm not afraid of death. But if we went into an apocalypse, trust me, people would change that internal survival is it's inherent to us because we want to survive as a species some people want to be immortal they want to live forever they they're afraid of death well what happens when a death is coming is that it's gonna it's gonna grab for survival we see the transformation of this archetypal white supremacy archetype right this white patriarch is actually coming to a death. Now, not in people, but in consciousness. And because of that, the people who have benefited from this particular consciousness are also afraid they're going to die. They're afraid of death, and they're afraid. And there's fear. It's a fear-ridden way of thinking through the world. They can't transcend that. And what's funny to me is that I did an analysis um, on a group called Proud Boys, who... I don't know much about, I don't really watch the, the news a lot, but Proud Boys, right, they're they're a white supremacist group. They've been pegged to be a white supremacist group. They say they're not. But um, I did this sort of analysis and really, you know, they talk about people being primal and, oh, these tribes and saying derogatory things about other nations and, and how they operate. And here's the reality. After I did the analysis, I realized that they themselves are stuck in a primal way of thinking. So they are talking about themselves. In order to transcend the narrative that they're in, they would have to expand consciousness. And they would have to heal their consciousness and not be afraid to die. And allow themselves to move up into what's needed for humanity to survive as a whole. You see? So they're way of thinking is actually very primal. So they should just point the finger at themselves and say, wow, I am not even willing to expand my consciousness. I'm so afraid of change. I'm so afraid to move into another way of being. Now, will they say that? No, okay, they're gonna say they have the right way, the only way because their value systems can't change and transform because they're too afraid that if they do, they will die there is death. Well, they do have to go through death and that's a spiritual death, not an actual physical death. Now, will it lead to a physical death? It possibly could, right? Because what's going to happen is that that all that sickness is going to stay within them or it's going to transpire all throughout humanity to the point where we as humans don't have the opportunity to survive into the next generation. Pretty crazy stuff, right? so how do we transcend this story how do we overcome this story besides being native ignorant and conformist trusting our federal government and military yeah and that's another thing so if you haven't looked into uh spiral dynamics it's highly i highly recommend that that's what i'm going to be doing my phd um and research in and so To be able to talk about this from a place of love and compassion has not been an easy thing for me. And it's probably why I've been silent, because I wanted to point fingers at, you know, these white supremacists, these people who were benefiting from the privilege and this and that and the other. And I'm like, that's not me. I'm a spiritual alchemist. Everybody matters. Not just the non, you know, people who are not even the proud boys deserve love. Is that hard to say? It was at first. But that's, what's, that's exactly why they're behaving the way they behave, because they are afraid of death. They are afraid that they will no longer matter. They are afraid that they will their voice will drown out. And some people would say, oh, that's what they deserve. I personally don't operate that way. Nobody wants to go through suffering. And everybody has a way out, right? We're all children. If you want to say God, we're all children of God. We're all here together in this. And nobody escapes the suffering, not even the the most rich man on the planet who's probably sick (laughs) because he's holding on to all those lies, right, And, and toxifying his body through his mental state of being. There's a lot of things that these people have to do in order to get to the top, none of it being in harmony with nature. It's not it's not in harmony with nature if it was we wouldn't be in the situation we are today with um what's happening in the earth, around the earth what's happening with the animals what's happening with our forests what's happening we you know we're just sabotaging it um and we're all a part of it everybody's responsible everybody it's really hard, and it's a hard thing to accept that we are. But it's a system, it's a program, it's an archetype that's trying to express itself for what purpose? And that's my question. Those bigger questions allow me to have love and compassion for those who actually have have benefited or used it to manipulate um, and and use the system for their own self. But how many people can say that? No, we want to point the finger. But see, we ourselves become them when we do that. How do you transcend that? How do you overcome that? How do you grow in consciousness as a spiritual alchemist, as a person who gets to understand how to change? That's what I do. I transform the the narrative and understand it from a place of compassion. I didn't have it before. I didn't have the narrative. I was very angry and and I didn't I knew that I, I knew that they mattered I like Trump and all them people they still matter but how could I say they mattered when deep deep inside I was angry at them right I was frustrated I wanted to harm them by punching them in the face <laughs> that's how I felt and that's the reality of it but instead of doing that how do we how do we show them that hey look at you guys are suffering just as much as we are i don't care what color of skin you have i don't give a shit where you come from you're gonna suffer and people say well how well bodily or mentally it doesn't matter either way they're suffering we all have to die we all get sick we all sometimes we break a limb that hurts that shit hurts we hurt the same way they just stuff it down you see their traumas are stuffed down even further. Um let's see Graduate mission six offer okay, in Honolulu. So I was a former u s. junior officer. Thank you for sharing. um Then you see that that the love and the care and the kindness isn't there, right? We want to be right about something, and we don't want, we want to dismiss and it. it's out of fear. It's out of fear. It's out of fear that we don't understand other people. We don't understand what's going on. We don't seek to understand. We just seek to say that we're right about the way we think and that's it. And that everybody else is wrong and that we hold the ultimate truth. No one holds the ultimate truth. You might hold the ultimate truth for you in your life, in your experience, but you don't hold the truth for all humanity in the world. No one has that truth. So science can give us a theory, but it can't give us an experience. And that's what's important. And when we bridge the gap between the two and we harmonize with nature and the unfolding of what our soul is trying to call, what is calling forth or what we're trying to step into, then we can heal. And then we can transcend suffering. But until then, we're going to live in a perpetual state of suffering. You see, it's not an easy path. It's not something that we can just do overnight. It's a daily, daily thing. And trust me, it's been a tough road for me because I am a woman. So the systems were not designed for women. They weren't. That's a, that's a fact. <laughs> uh, the systems weren't um, specifically not designed for minority women, even more and so these systems if you were in a system that was built for a man then you were good but if it was if you were a man and white even better now if you were a man of color you still had you were still a man but if you were a woman who was white well you were white so you kind of fit some of the profile and i know that there's there's this concept of intersectionality when we talk about all this stuff but the idea here is not just intersections it's consciousness the consciousness itself cannot see we have to be the narrators of the new paradigm of the new consciousness we get to determine what what is going to arise and if we don't choose right into something that's healing um then the only expression is demolition I mean, it's just, it's inevitable. It's inevitable if we don't change. Now, it takes how many percentage of the population to get there? It takes quite a bit. How many people are currently in the frame of mind to be able to step into that worldview? Very few. It's like 1% of the population. And that is a, a problem. But it's funny because the majority of the population would be freed from the chains of their suffering if they were able to expand consciousness and heal it this way. So, But it's scary because we're used to the ins and outs of what we see today. It's a scary process to change. It's not easy just to say, I'm going to change. That requires a spiritual death and rebirth, which is not fun. So when people are talking about, oh, I want to transcend and I yeah. Okay. If you're ready to do it, make sure you're ready because the process isn't easy and you will go through the fire. And that's just a given. You have to burn down to regrow. So and and it's very complicated. But is it worth it? Yes. How many percent of the population's done in over time? Very few. I believe in humanity, I believe that people can, and I believe it's the time. And so I thought I would get on here today and just give a little bit of insight as to what happened. Now, again, science is not science unless there's somebody observing and experiencing. So who is the observer? And who's observing us? Right? So think about that in what way are you making observations in what way are you experiencing life in what way are you allowing whatever whatever the consciousness that's steering you or your soul's pattern to be manifest are you listening to that are you observing through the eyes of your ego or through your spirit how are you observing which one is leading Neither right, wrong, or good or bad, both necessary. But when you understand which one is actually viewing and observing, you're going to understand the narrative in your head a little better, and you're going to be able to articulate it a little better. Okay. Experience your experience. Experience your experience with the intentions of others. No, communicate your experience with the intentions of others getting it. How would you have and be responsible for everything that is mastery? Okay. So there you have it. Thank you guys for listening in. Chris, thank you for your information. Um, you can email me if you, I don't know, you said you do a show. If you want to come on my show, it's fine. I don't. Um, spirit and, spiritandbrew at gmail.com is my email. If you want to connect, Brew at gmail.com. If you want to connect, um, you can send me an email. Um, we could chat, whatever it is. Um, but there you go. Have an amazing um, day. Um, and I will see you guys soon. I'm sure there's more to come because I think there's more clarity in my mind about where I'm at in my life and how I want to express consciousness healing. Okay. Uh, horrific art, auto, I'm sorry, spirit. I had a horrific auto accident early July. I broke my key, uh, key bones in the body um the last three five months calm stone i learned a of what lies beyond we are earthly beings just not mortal we are we never die we regenerate yes absolutely that's the problem but we're afraid of our our meat suit death (laughs) if you will our bodily death right and um we need to go through these cycles in our meat suit death, right? In our spiritual our vessel that holds the spirit, and people are afraid to lose that vessel. So there you go. So um near death. Oh, I had a near death experience. Oh, okay. Sorry, I learned. Yeah, that's awesome. The near death experience, I talked about non-ordinary states of consciousness um in a couple of episodes before. Um, um and then yeah, and so we um And non-ordinary states of consciousness is the experience, right, that we have that's beyond what science can explain. And until people who are scientific mind have these experiences, they don't understand. So what a gift, right, to be able to have these uh, ways of viewing consciousness or recognizing that we are eternal beings, which we absolutely are. Okay, so there you have it. Love you guys. Have a great, fantastic Sunday, Um, and I will be sharing as things arise for me, okay? Bye-bye.